This episode of Quit the Build is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at www.WarbyParkerTrial.com slash QTB. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Today on Quit the Build, Activision gets put on blast by basically everybody, including Nintendo. Epic Games doesn't miss a beat with their acquisition of rock band developer Harmonix. And the winner of our QTB giveaway is drawn. Bruno says something funny to segue. Oh, I was supposed to ad lib that part. That's embarrassing. Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me are the boys or boy of QTB. It's Nick. It's me. You know, look, we got to talk. You know, Brad, we, we brought him on. We did. As the third host of QTB. And he's fine. And he's already taken a day off. I oh mean, my gosh, what? Family stuff, apparently, that you do that around this time of year. Unbelievable. It's a good thing Brenda from HR is so forgiving on the, on the days <laughs> off. Thank you, Brenda, for the those PTO days that you can oh, take man. literally any time when you join the QTB network. But That's boy, right. Nick, do we have an exciting show today. Some of my favorite things to talk about, uh, mainly Xbox. The Xbox 20th Anniversary Edition has just really, I mean, they're coming in strong. They're coming in I, strong. Yeah. And I I think with, with the release of Halo and everything, like this is their time. It really is. And yeah, we're going to be talking later about that with with the, the 20th anniversary site they've put up. This is such a unique experience, and I encourage anybody that is uh, has any history with Xbox uh, that can sign into their profile to do so because it's it's a really cool live walkthrough, uh, kind of a digital walkthrough history. We'll get to that a little bit later. But Bruno, first of all, we have something very big to get to. I know a lot of people are tuning in for this. Yeah. Uh, that is the winner of our QTB giveaway. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you know that we have been uh, advertising this giveaway for a while that basically we're going to draw a name here, and whoever it is, is going to get a $50 digital gift card to the storefront of their choice, where it could be uh, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, or the Nintendo yeah. eShop. Uh, even some others. Some people wanted Steam gift cards, so yeah. we, we tossed that in there as well. Uh, so yeah, they're going to get their shot at it right now. I do want to say before we we do we, we spin the wheel here, uh, to everybody who did follow us uh, through that channel and decided to listen to the, today's podcast, if you love gaming news, we would love it if you stick around. It's a great, fun, and free way for you to keep up on all the latest gaming news, and it's so much more than just a podcast our website, quitthebuild.com. Uh, we have our blog. We have our network uh, of, of content creators that are making all sorts of fantastic yeah. uh, podcasts about news, entertainment, gaming. Thank you so much for entering. Yes. Yeah. And thank you so much for checking us out. Hope you give us a follow on the platform of your choice. That being said, it's that time, Bruno. We're going to spin the big wheel. We've got 74 entries on here. A lot of Whoa. people. Yeah, this is a, a jam-packed wheel. I was not sure it was going to fit. So we're going to go ahead. Can I get a drum roll? We're spinning big money. D-Zonar, D-Z-O-U-N-A-R. That's the handle on Twitter. Congratulations. You are a winner. That is very exciting. Again, to everybody who entered, thank you so much. So excited. Oh, yeah. I'm... (laughs) 
I love doing these giveaways to give back to our community. It's you guys that really do help us keep the lights on. So thank you so much for entering. And like I, like we said, if, if, if you just stick around, we know we've got some great content coming around the bend and we're so excited to be uh, coming up on a full year of the podcast. And wow, what an amazing, amazing journey it's been through the website and our, our uh, offshoot podcast that we have as well as our network. So again, thank you so much, Nick. Yep. What's going on with Nintendo? They had to come out of the woodwork here. This uh, is like when you wake up, when you wake up dad, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mom's been as had it up to here and dad's been taking a nap. And now dad has to wake up and yeah. talk to these unruly kids. What's going on? And dad doesn't get up for much no, in, in Nintendo's right? case. <laughs> so when he does, you know, it is serious business. You yes. done goofed. So this story, and you know, we have talked before in the past about this whole Activision Blizzard just just fiasco, right? Um, and we have, we, we said it before that we really didn't want to, you know, bring the, the podcast down. We try to focus on positive content, but I think sometimes, you know, these types of stories reach a point where it needs to be addressed in some way. And well, I, I think a lot of- cropping up. It, it won't stop, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really does seem to be this just never ending uh, chain effect of, of problems and and I, I think poor responses from Activision in the way that they've chose to handle it. So the, this story coming from IGN.com, which is that, uh, you know, Nintendo, Sony, uh, Xbox, and even ESA has come in and basically stated that what has happened specifically with the decision to not remove major executives in Activision Blizzard, such as uh, Bobby Kotick, of course, the the CEO of Activision, has resulted in all of these these players coming out and saying, hey, we're going to be reassessing our our business relationships with Activision. Now, the guy looks like Bobby Moynihan from SNL. The guy has a terrifying <laughs> smile. Like he does. Any still shots of this guy. He looks. I don't know. I, he's I, way I, too yeah. happy in the in the in the pile of crap that he's been dealt. He's way too happy for this. Like you need to wipe that smirk off your face, sir. This is serious. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, he's definitely been hiding in the shadows. I think as as you do when you're in a position of power and this type of thing is is unfolding. But you know, there, there's such a long timeline of what's been happening with the Activision Blizzard issues and. And recently, there was uh, over a thousand employees of of Blizzard that Activision Blizzard that signed basically saying that they they want him gone. They want they want Bobby Kotick to stand down, especially yeah. with new new news coming out, uh, not only about what's happening beneath him, but even some activities that he's participated in. And uh, for those of you that may, may be out of the loop, this is pertaining to just a long standing history of of sexual abuse and harassment within the ranks of Activision Blizzard that was pretty much it, it was systemic. It was pretty much, no matter where you went, uh, there was very much a, a sexism issue that was more often than not taken way too far as if there, yeah. there is a line. It's always too far if it's happening yeah. at all. But for Nintendo to come out, you know, we already had the, the the internal memos and the public statements from Xbox and PlayStation. But like I said, for Nintendo to have a memo that is internal, but still, you know, the press gets a hold of it and, and gets this story, for, for them to come out and even say, actually, we can go right into the statement from the, the ESA, that they said when allegations arise, people impacted need to have their voices heard mm. um, and that any allegation needs to be acknowledged, thoroughly investigated and addressed with meaningful consequences. Uh, the big problem here, Bruno, is that Activision's latest move is basically to say, well, we're going to create a, a 
panel, right? Yeah. A board um, consisting of all Activision Blizzard employees, many of which are at levels that, you know, the allegations involve them. So it just seems yeah. like it's going to be one of those internal investigations where it's nothing is going to get done. It's a police investigating the police situation, right? Where mm-hmm. the, we're not going to get a, a very good outcome from this and one that's going to at least please a lot of uh, the employees. And this is a real shame because we grew up with Activision. Activision is a staple in the gaming world. Like that's one of the few logos that I think that every gamer is familiar with. I mean, they've done so much in terms of publishing to be able to help with things like Call of Duty and, you know, even back with the Tony Hawk games, right? So their reach is very widespread within the gaming community. And it's just a shame that this has to keep cropping up and that it can't be, you know, it can't be squashed. It just really goes to show you how deep rooted this problem was that we're still talking about it. What seems like what, four or five months later, right? Like it's been a while. Yeah. A lot of these early allegations started back, I think in June when, when the story really started to break and we had the initial, you know, walkouts and that kind of thing. And it's just been this never ending, like I said, chain effect of more people stepping forward and more stories coming out and more lawsuits that are, are, are being, of course, the, the big story initially was that the, the state of California had initiated this lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. And I mean, it, it just keeps getting worse for the company. And I, I think, you know, like we've talked about this before, that one of the problems of having these massive corporations that are publishers for games is that they're ultimately beholden to their shareholders, right? Once yeah. a, a company goes public. And the downside to that is that oftentimes video games and Activision is notorious for this, get over monetized to the point that it can be considered even predatory with things like loot boxes and just generally unsavory practices that the industry as a whole really needs to break away from. Yeah. But I think one of the benefits can be that if you have a CEO in there like Bobby that says, you know what, I'm going to double down I'm, I'm, we're going to circle the wagons. We're not going anywhere. And that's what they made very clear. They yeah. they implemented new policies and uh, in, in, in involving their interactions in the way that executives can interact, just the general culture and rules of Activision Blizzard, but stated that the rules would not be retroactively applied to Bobby's actions in the past. And like I said, he had been directly <laughs> He's grandfathered in. Yeah, he got grandfathered <laughs> in. And I, I think that's where, that is one potential benefit where once that stock price starts to plunge enough and it, it, it's been on the decline, that eventually shareholders are going to step in and make that decision for him. And I, I think that ouster is probably going to happen uh, in the next few months. We'll see. You're going to have developers that choose a different publisher to go with, right? Like they're going to break those ties that they've had for so long and choose a different publisher and or someone else to give them the money to, to get their game out there. And so they're not the only ones, right? Like they're not the only ones. So it's, it's, it's a shame that we've got, we're, we're in this predicament with them and it's kind of like the Jeopardy thing, like the Jeopardy host where there were all those allegations. He was like, you know what? I think I'm the best person for the job. And it's like, really? Are you that? (laughs) Like how pompous Mm. can you be that you're going to be like, nope, it's me. Like it's not any of the celebrity guests that we've had or anybody else that could possibly run what's reggie doing i'm pretty sure he's just hosting things for <laughs> xbox right now get him in say, there <laughs> yeah he's been he's been talking about how amazing xbox has been for the 20th anniversary yeah. reggie's just uh, reggie's reggie's the guy you want in charge of any company not just oh, yeah. video game companies i wish that guy wouldn't have retired <laughs> xbox should have bought him that should have been the announcement we bought reggie we bought reggie <laughs> yeah you know but the, the whole thing it's just it's so sad to watch a blizzard especially i mean they're they're partly to blame 
game, right? There have been issues with Blizzard long before the larger Activision uh, allegations came to light. But to see, you know, this fall from grace, right? You know, where, where there just hasn't been anything, you know, not only good in terms of games coming out, but more importantly, the, the just finding out about this workplace culture that mm. seems to have a very difficult time moving into modern times. It, it's it's so disheartening to hear these stories of all these people in, in the workplace, especially uh, females that were treated in such a disrespectful and inappropriate way and for it to get glossed over or even participated in by supervisors, managers, and even Bobby himself, like I said, some uh, allegedly some of these claims coming forward. When you're in an industry that is so highly sought after, turnaround is super easy to come by because there is a pool of candidates waiting for to get in the door, right? And so it's so easy for these big, huge companies like Blizzard, Activision, and this extends even further out into the gaming sphere like um, IGN, GameSpot, any of those companies, right, where people desperately want to review games or do anything in the gaming realm are willing to take those 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 slights, right? The the well, this isn't the perfect work environment type experience because they desperately want to work on video games and for them to have that type of attitude that basically says just if you don't like it then leave, we've got a whole pool of candidates that can fill your spot. It doesn't really give the power to the employees, right? Like it, it gives them no position to fight for whatsoever because they can literally just be like, well, who wants a job at, who wants a job at Activision, you know, and open the door and they will literally have thousands of applicants that will come to, to try and work with them. And so when you have that type of demand for your workspace, you can get away with doing whatever you want for, for a certain period of time, as we've seen, where you, you go unchecked until, you know, you've affected a, a number of employees. And so I think that that's what we're seeing here, but it's important to remember that this type of sentiment extends to, to everything. This is why, uh, you know, IGN video editors are some of the lowest paid video editors in San Francisco, because it's so easy for IGN to, to find somebody that's willing to edit videos for the lowest possible dollar, right? Because they're editing stuff for videos and they have the clout to say, I work for IGN. When in reality, they could probably make, you know, 20, $30,000 more if they worked for a small tech company or anything like that. Like that's the deficit that they're working with. And so times that by like, you know, any corporate culture or bro culture that might be instilled and you've got a recipe for disaster. Definitely. And I, I really do think that the screws are going to get turned enough that we are going to see some, some a major shakeup. Uh, Nintendo did put out that internal memo stating that they are, have been in contact with Activision, have taken action and are assessing others as well. They stopped short of giving Ooh. any kind of uh, specific details. But that that really, if, if I were on the board of, of anywhere uh, within Activision Blizzard, I would be sweating reading something like that. Oh, yeah. Knowing that you know, Nintendo rarely speaks up about these types of issues or issues any kind of press release or or just lets that kind of information out. Like I said, it was an internal memo, but the press did get a hold of it. I do want to specify, I mentioned the ESA before. That's a lobbying organization that both Nintendo and Activision Blizzard are members. Um, and so uh, Doug Bowser from Nintendo wrote that they've been working with the ESA to strengthen its stances on harassment and abuse in the workplace.
place. So the upshot of all of this is I think a lot of, of these big players, these big video game corporations really are using this opportunity to take a look and reassess their own culture and their own structure to make sure that people are empowered and working in a safe place. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think this is going to be the zero event that is going to cause a the lot straw of that changes. Broke the camel's back, as it were. I got to tell you who does have good corporate culture. Oh, what's that? It's Pearson Limited. Oh, my goodness. Here it comes. Bow. Yeah. Very nice. What a segue that I was. I wasn't sure how I was going to get from such a downer <laughs> into our, our, our sponsor read, but great job, Bruno. Covered. I got you Oh, covered. my goodness. Well, speaking of which, today's podcast is sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited. For marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business, visit pierceunlimited.com. If you're out there in the podcast space and you want to make a podcast that looks and sounds uh, as professional as the QTB network, Pierce Unlimited is behind it all. So definitely set up that free consultation. You're going to get a lot of information, get that free quote from Pierce Unlimited, and it's going to go a long way for you. Check it out. It's worth your time. All right, well, Bruno, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters, and we love them so much. That's going to be Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, and Mr. Grove Games. If you are looking for a shout out on each and every episode, make sure to stop on by patreon.com slash quitthebuild. When you go there, you're going to get one week early access to our Gotta Watch podcast, which is a TV and a movie podcast. We're doing all sorts of great stuff for uh, Thanksgiving movies this month. And you're also going to get access to our QTB Nostalgia Vault. We are just about to record our latest episode about 90s game shows. And you know as many oh, yeah. theme songs as we've been playing that we're big on those 90s game shows. It's going to be a really fun episode. Tiers start as low as $2 per month. Oh, yeah. We might even throw, a, a, throw in a pair of Skechers as a consolation oh! prize. Oh, man, are bonkers candy. That's right. Yeah, that consolation prize, I tell you. Oh, man. Again, uh, your support means the world to us. It helps us grow as a network. Again, patreon.com slash quit the build. Bruno, we have got a really exciting story. This had just broken prior to uh, us recording this podcast. And this article, Compliments of the Verge, talking about Epic. They have scooped up rock band creator Harmonix, the studio is going to work on Fortnite while continuing hey. to support existing games. That's really How interesting. How exciting is this acquisition? Come on. That's really cool. I got I got to admit as somebody who recently went through their Xbox 20th anniversary museum walk, which we'll talk about here soon, and found out that his most played game is Fortnite, especially for the past 4 years. I couldn't believe it. Followed right closely behind by Halo. So I will say that, that it was close, close to Halo, but with Halo having so many different iterations, Halo 2, Halo 3, um, and, and so on, it was obviously split between those, but having something like Fortnite where you've got ever changing, um, just mechanics within the game and and little challenges to do. If your impression of Fortnite was when it first came out, it deserves another try, right? This is like the your your friend from high school that decided to just, you know, lose a bunch of weight and start working out and now's a total hottie because there's a lot to offer in the Fortnite realm and yeah. you know, with the acquisition of something like Harmonix, we can easily see where this is going 
Fortnite has been bringing in more licensed content in terms of music, right? Yeah. With the emotes and whatnot. So it's 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 something that I'm really glad to see because licensing music is very very expensive. And you know, we talked about this in the pre-show. Basically, we're we're wondering if Harmonix would even survive another 5 years given the circumstances that they've had surrounding the success of their games. Not that they haven't been successful, but it's like who's playing them, right? Right. You know, it's so it's so funny. This is the story that you and I were were born to cover. Oh yeah. Because your all-time <laughs> greatest game, most played game is Fortnite, and on that same Xbox Museum, my number one game is Rock Band 3. <laughs> I put in so much time into that game. Had a blast with it. And so there you go. Our our two most played games of all time, their, their developers yep. <laughs> are are smashing together there to uh to create something incredible. You know, here here and you're right. We we talked about this a little bit. I have been very concerned about the just the general health of Harmonix. They have had lay a lot of layoffs in the past. They've had to scale back their business many times. It's a much smaller team than it used to be. Harmonix, despite putting out a lot of games over the years, has never found their next rock band. Mm. And their latest offering, Rock Band 4, which was supposed to be kind of their game as a service model so that they could continue to support that onward without having to put out new additional titles or offshoots, right? Like we used to have with like the Beatles Rock Band and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, just kind of a modular thing where they can add on seasons and they do have season-based content and competitive Guitar Hero modes. Van Halen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I tell you, you're right. The licensing behind those, Bruno, it gets so complicated. And you're right. I, I think that with the the high cost of licensing music from these big name, uh, you know, artists, that there is an issue where I, they have to be running a razor thin operation to get by. Definitely. And, you know, they have been putting out new games. Fuser is a very cool game and I'm not knocking it, but it, it, it definitely does not have the traction, like I said, that Rock Band has. They've had uh, some forays into VR with Rock Band VR and also a very cool rhythm game called called Autica. And of course, they also went into the physical gaming realm with Drop Mix, which is basically, yeah. uh, they have the the, the cards, right, with the little uh, chips in there that you can put yeah. them on, and it, it creates mixes in real time. That's really And this cool. is where I think Epic made a genius decision, because I guarantee you they got a steal when they when they bought Harmonix. Oh, for sure. That, you're right, you're right, it's not just the emotes, Bruno, it's the concert experiences, right? Yeah. Fortnite right now is trying to get into the metaverse the same way that, that Meta is, right, formerly Facebook. Yeah. That they, they want to create these these huge experiences that make you want to be virtually present for something exclusive. And when you yep. have these big names like Ariana Grande in the background that are running these shows, and now you're talking about bringing in somebody like Harmonix. And what Harmonix does best, and they figured this out with Rock Band, they mastered it with Drop Mix and Fuser, is the ability to craft music in real time. Mm. They would be able to take, the, where you could splice up, you know, all these different parts, right? Masters to a music where you can have the bass line from, like, I Can't Go For That by Hall & Oates. Yeah. But the the, the vocals of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you know, talking about those good vibrations. And yes. you smash them together with a breakbeat and you've created something new. And they even had technology in there where you could shift between, yeah. Magical. Where you could shift between major and minor keys. You could yeah. shift the key, the BPM. I mean, it was just a magical thing to see in real time. For them to have that technology, I'm telling you something. When they have Epic, uh, Epic has harmonics fully involved in the next concert experience, now you're not just going to be seeing a concert, you're going to be participating in a yeah. concert. 
concert. For sure. And that is going to be sublime. Oh, yeah. And you're, we've already started diving into being playing music within Fortnite. There have been several musical challenges actually, you know, shifted throughout the map over, you know, different seasons where you had to play a giant piano and jump on different notes in, in the correct order to play a certain song. How cool would it be if instead of having to jump your character, you went into a mini game for these challenges, right? Yeah. And I think that that's something that we might start to see within Fortnite is games within a game where we, you know, they've already kind of experimented with this a little bit in the previous season of Fortnite where they had the aliens come in. You could go to a separate, entirely separate map where you could fight for these gold weapons and whatnot to try and um, to try and up the the inventory that you had from the start of the game. So you could land on on a ship and essentially it would beam you up, you know, basically go through, try and gather these coins and every coin you gathered helped level up the the guns that you were using. So there's there is in a sense a game within a game in Fortnite and I can easily see them implementing something like, you know, a mini rock band game in yeah. Fortnite where you basically mm-hmm. go and your your job is to play through this thing, you know, as part of a challenge or or just the amount of licensed content that that Harmonix has, right? This is something where Epic can easily step in and say, you've been having trouble getting some money to pay for the licensing stuff for this content. Well, how about we do a rock band remastered and we get you all the money you need and we can mm-hmm. bring that to the forefront. So I, I don't think that this is 100%. Like I said, we're, we're going to see them completely abandon their own IPs while they might be focused on Fortnite in terms of integrating what they do best within Fortnite. I can fully see them taking these standalone things and then develop developing them further through their own games. I mean, especially if they if they become a hit within Fortnite. Rock Band right now, the digital storefront, has thousands of songs. And the, the benefit that Harmonix has over the years is they have the relationships, right? They already have the clout where they can get out there and, and get those connections to get music. And you're right. Oh, yeah. Even just the emotes. It's going to be amazing because now it's going to be like, oh, hey, we just got, you know, uh, so-and-so band to come on board, you know, 21 Pilots or something to, for, for one of their, their newest songs for Rock Band. Oh, great. Well, we can bake in something to have them produce cut because, of course, they're going to say yes for Fortnite. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Easiest exactly. money ever. Definitely. And yeah, I think, Bruno, we are going to be on, you know, the, the the Fortnite Metaverse virtual college campus lawn with our guitars strumming away to Wonderwall before you know it. Because yeah. that's what that's what the kids do. I mean, I you can fully see something like this where emotes become more interactive or, or, or give you more freedom within what you're doing. Maybe a freestyle emote where you dance along to the music that's coming out or even they even have like, you know, the 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 saxophone thing 
thing, you know, that That's comes right. out and, and there's even emotes that you have to time with certain buttons to, to initiate a special version of it. For example, there's a hula hoop. And if you just press it once, he kind of throws the hula hoop around and it kind of falls off and that's it. But if you press the special button, you know, clicking on the stick right before you throw the, the emote, then he continues to do the hula hoop and, and can what? do it indefinitely. Yeah. So that's why it never worked for me. Exactly. So there, there is, there's secrets within the emotes. How cool would it be if there was a, a drum emote, right? Where you could drum and then hit a button and actually drum along to the, the song that was playing or drum along to someone else's music. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, it really is endless. Fortnite is building something that goes beyond just a traditional battle royale shooter. Uh, there's lots of things within creative mode that gives, you know, power to these players to be able, it's kind of like Minecraft in that respect, right? Like, yeah, you can play traditional Minecraft, but people are doing so many different things within it that it's, you just have to find uh, your niche and kind of roll with it, right? You know, find mm -hmm. that community that supports, supports you. And that's what quit the build is for what it do. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Uh, Elaine Taskin, I believe I pronounced that right. Epic's VP of game development said in a statement, uh, together with the harmonics team, we will transform how players experience music going from passive listeners to active participants. And I can, I, I think what we're going to see happen eventually is that tech I talked about before from drop mix and fuser mm. can be made. So like, okay, there's a Macarena emote right in the game right now, of course. where if I play the Macarena and you play any other emote that has music, right? Where now the harmonics is harmonics is tech right now is capable of, of key matching those songs mm -hmm. and syncing them up in terms of the BPM where maybe now I'm playing certain parts of the Macarena, the bass line and the drums, <gasps> and you're playing the lead to a different song. So now our, our emotes that would formerly clash have played together. Now they're going to make something completely different. If they can pull that off, take my money. Just take yeah, it. it that, you, you're you, right. You win. Because right now, if you emote next to somebody, essentially your emote takes over in your audio mm -hmm. and it doesn't create a mix. It just lets you know that like, hey, I'm listening to my emote, which is great when you don't want to hear someone's like, I hate the Billy Bounce emote and I hate the song that goes with it. Like, it's just so, it's so cringy to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, but like, you know, if I could throw in my own emote over top of it and kind of remix it, I might be like, like, oh, that's fire right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm all about that. So that's that's an amazing concept. And and you're right, the 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 possibilities are endless for them in this merger. And it's it's great to see harmonics get some play because you you know, I would say if one of the games that wasn't a shooter game that I was playing mainly, it was Guitar Hero, right? Like I was playing Guitar mm -hmm. Hero one, two, three. I got Van Halen, got into Rock Band 1 and 2. Now, I didn't quite get up to 3 and 4 um, with that. But, you know, I, I played a lot of Guitar Hero back in the day and loved everything that um, Harmonix was doing with the original game. And then when they offshooted to, to create Rock Band with drums and whatnot, you know, it really is amazing, especially as musicians, musicians ourselves, to be able to kind of add 
that that musicality version in with the gaming and you know especially as people that can actually play instruments a lot of people would wonder like why wouldn't you just rather play a real instrument and it's just like well you've never played a real video game before like you know i mean have you ever played a video game like you know of course i i'd rather fish in a video game than fish in real life it's cold it's oh, wet that's so true <laughs> Like, seriously. You would never catch me doing it, <laughs> ever. I get so bored. Speaking of epic, Bruno, we've got another epic segment from Larry from the World 1-1 Podcast Network with the Hard Copy Hounds shortlist. Welcome to Hard Copy Hounds, powered by the World 1-1 Network and sponsored by Premium Edition Games in their upcoming Series 3 release, Cathedral, on sale November 16th. Let's get into the Hard Copy Hounds shortlist. Starting off this week, we're taking a look at limited run games where you can currently pick up your copies of Always Sometimes Monsters for the PlayStation 4 with 2,000 copies available with pre-orders going live on November 12th. Blaze Blue Central Fiction for the Switch in an open pre-order through December 12th. Blood Rain revamped for the Switch and PS4 on an open pre-order till November 28th. Blood Rain 2 revamped for the Switch and PlayStation 4 also in an open pre-order through November 28th. Mushihima-sama for the Switch is in an open pre-order through November 28th. Narita Boy for the Switch and PS4 in an open pre-order till December 12th. Quake for the PlayStation 5 in an open pre-order till November 14th. And closing out LimitedRunGames.com this week is Worms Armageddon on the Game Boy Color and N64 in an open pre-order that goes live on November 12th and runs through December 5th. Next, we're taking a look at SuperRareGames.com where you can grab your copies of Ida, Last Day of June, The Meepoo Me Collection, Monster Prom XXL, Smoke and Sacrifice, Unrailed, and Yes Your Grace, all for the Switch. Next down the line, we've got SpecialReserveGames.com that currently has available copies of Crossing Souls for the PS4, Death's Door for the Switch and PS4 with an open pre-order that goes live on November 23rd, Demon Throttle for the Switch in an open pre-order through November 15th, Downwell for the PS4, Enter the Gungeon on the PlayStation 4, Piku Niku for the Switch, The Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse for the PlayStation 4, Heave Ho for the Switch, Loop Hero coming soon, and Weird West on PlayStation 4 with pre-orders that go live on January 11th. And last but not least, our sponsor, PremiumEditionGames.com, where you can snap up your copies of Pigeon Dev Games Collection on the Switch, Cathedral for the Switch with an open pre-order that goes live on November 16th and runs through December 13th, Mighty Fight Federation for the Switch and an open pre-order that goes live on November 16th and runs through December 13th, and... Phenotopia Awakening for the Switch with an open pre-order that goes live on November 16th and runs through December 13th. And last but not least, Sunshine Manor Anthology for the Switch coming soon. And that's the Hard Copy Hound shortlist. Yeah, we're back. It's 1554 for you military folks out there. I hope you're having a fantastic day listening to the QTB podcast. And we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. I can't believe I've been on Xbox, essentially Xbox Live, since April 3rd of 2005. I'm a way older than a lot of you gamers out there. And guess what? I've been around. 
around. I've been around longer than you. I've been around Xbox longer than you've been alive. I got some clout, people. I got some clout. He had to game uphill both ways. I did. You know? I did. In the snow. <laughs> In the snow. Don't you? I didn't even have shoes, right? Yeah. It's like Grandpa and Rugrats. He had to go for 15 miles. 15 miles. <laughs> Oh man, Bruno! This story, and yeah, I think for a lot of uh, of, the, of uh, gamers like us that go all the way back to the original Xbox and even earlier, but we've been there for the entire you know uh, length of of Xboxes and Microsoft's legacy in console gaming. So we talked about the 20th anniversary of Xbox before, but this was an, an interesting addition that wasn't covered or talked about no. in in the 20th anniversary presentation. And this is low key amazing. So yeah. this this article, compliments of IGN, talking about this. Xbox Museum, okay? Mm-hmm. As part of their celebrations, they have launched an online interactive museum. If you go to museum.xbox.com, you're without even needing to log into your Xbox account, you're going to get a digital in-browser experience, and you can even see other avatars where it's like this cool, almost like OG Xbox dashboard-style world. Yeah. Uh, you know, these, these dark hues and like almost Tron-style bright, you know, vivid <laughs> colors, where your avatar is moving through this virtual museum that's, that's showing you the history of the Xbox and even major franchises that helped to define the Xbox. Obviously, we're talking about Halo. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool thing. It feels like you're in a museum. You see all these other people looking at the same exhibit that you are. And it, it creates this incredible sense of, of, of wonder. And it's so educational. Yeah. There's so much interesting stuff going on. And every little exhibit has you know, interesting knickknacks and, and presentations and just fun facts that you may not have known about what, what Xbox had to do and Microsoft had to do to really put themselves on the map and just the incredible journey that they've had over time. Well, it kind of reminds me of that PlayStation game that they launched with Astro's Playroom, right? Where you kind of got to take this interactive experience through PlayStation and and the history of PlayStation with little Easter eggs throughout the years. And I think that that's kind of what this is, albeit, you know, a browser experience. And so... This to me is is exactly what I was looking for, right? When we were talking about, oh man, I wish I had that that experience. Is something to be able to go around and look at at how far you've come in your gaming journey. Because for me, I've always been a fan of Xbox. I, you know, I I had a PlayStation Two, had a PlayStation Three, had a PlayStation Four, but I never played them like I played Xbox, right? Like I've always been a Halo fan, and so to be able to go through and see my journey with Halo and my journey through Xbox and know that, you know, wow, I've really been on this platform since 2005. That's crazy talk. That's almost, you know, like, yeah, it's 20 years, right? You know, we're talking 20 years. It's, it's just amazing to see how far they've come and to know that, yes, there have been some missteps, right? You can go yeah. to the barren wasteland that is connect. <laughs> 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 they didn't skip it. <laughs> they addressed it all. They easily swept that under the rug, but no, failures in stride. And this is, you know what I mean? These technologies, we always have to remember it as, as failed technologies might, might come and go. Uh, you know, uh, Justin said it best when we were, you know, discussing uh, steam in regards to their failures, right? That they constantly use the, their failures in other aspects of, of 
development. And so there really is never a failure per se. It's more so a diversion um, for something else that will come later down the road, whether that's AR technology. So one of the things on that page that is really special, it's not just about the history of Xbox. It's about the history and a celebration of you specifically as a gamer. Mm. Because, you know, we, we've looked at our gamer score before. Maybe maybe if you're like me, you've spent a little time kind of diving into some of the interesting stats uh, yeah. that, you've, that you've accomplished and achievements in the past. But there hasn't really been a cool way that I know of that presents that data quite like this museum. So when you're on the main menu of this website in that 3D realm, you'll see like a little chalice there. Uh, if you click on that, you'll log into your Microsoft account, at which point you're going to get a special room that's just you. It's not like a public room like the other ones with your stats about your career as a gamer. And it is such a cool thing. I It, it was a walk down memory, memory lane for me to go through because all these panels and stats are showing my specific data. You know, when I was going through, I thought one of the coolest things was showing what my top games played per year. I oh, did not yeah. know this. It's kind of like the Spotify wrapped thing, right? But this is kind of more of a retroactive oh, yeah. one. And I love that. I love, I look forward to that every year. I'm such a, I'm such a nerd. Like I love seeing the amount of time that I put into a service, especially considering we're paying for some of this service, right? Like people who are scrolling through Instagram or, or Facebook, and that's where they get their ent entertainment. People who subscribe to Xbox or, or Nintendo or Spotify, we're paying those monthly prices. And so when you can quantifiably, you know, divide how much time versus how much money you've spent to get like how much you're, how much worth you're getting from yeah. your dollar, like it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting thing. So I like those types of things. I'm nerdy like that. <laughs> For sure. And I, I got to share this because this is one of the stats I definitely made sure to write down. So um, it, it shows your top games per year. And for me, the stat started in 2017. 2017, my most played game was Overwatch. I don't think that'll surprise anybody. 2018 was Monster Hunter World. I, I played the Jesus out of that game for that year. <laughs> I, that does not, does, does not shock me. 2019, Division 2. 2020 was Fallout 76. 2021 was Kingdom Hearts HD, uh, the one one and two remix, right, where they have the, 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 the definitive versions of the first two Kingdom Hearts games. I thought that was a really interesting shift because 2017 through 2020, those are all games as a service games, continuously putting out new content. They have mm -hmm. the, the microtransactions. You got to put in a lot of time to really start to flesh out, you know, the, the things you have access to in those games. Whereas 2021, which is my first real full year of gaming after having a kid, and I'm not playing the games as a service anymore. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. I'm going back to the, the single player hmm. RPGs that I can kind of tackle on my own time and seeing how life has changed my gaming habits. I thought that was a really interesting shift. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can definitely see where where my my shift into Fortnite started, right? It was it's been a four year journey for me through Fortnite to be able to to see how far the game has come and then I've played it consistently for four years, right? And that goes to show you that they must be doing something right. I've looked at my previous games throughout the year to know that I switched from Halo 2 to Halo 3, and then I, I played a lot of Halo 5. I guess I didn't really like Halo 4. <laughs> <laughs> Halo 4 wasn't my favorite. No Reach it on wasn't, the board either? No, I, I was definitely not a fan of Reach. It was not a Reach yeah. kid, um, which is why the armor thing for Reach, I'm kind of with Halo Infinite, I'm kind of like, yeah, leave it, you know, take it or leave it. I'm like you, right? Where I'm getting more into racing games now where I can spend a lot of time and, and unlock these things and seeing games as a service come along and knowing 
that I can invest money in these games and that they will be around for years to come makes me feel better, right? Because we don't want to look back at something and be like, man, I wasted a lot of money in that game that I don't play anymore. That's the last thing you want, you know, whereas games as a service where they're constantly updating it week after week, month after month, um, you know, adding in new content, changing things. That's really what, what we need is gamers. And I'm glad we're going down that path because I'd rather a game fix its flaws and realize that it can do better in certain areas instead of like abandoning it and saying, I'm going to grab the, we're going to go for the next thing, right? Like Overwatch 2, forget Overwatch 1 uh, you know, and all the work you did <laughs> the there. New just, Overwatch. The new Overwatch. And so I, I, I like that games as a service that, that that's coming around. And so for me, it's neat to see. And it was a great experience to walk around and see the stats, right? See how, how much I was playing and, and uh, the achievements that I got throughout the years where you could be like, Ooh, that year I didn't get a lot of achievements. I wonder why, like, were there yeah. not a lot of games that year that I got? And so I right. can look back and be like, yep, that was the year I didn't get call of duty. Like, <laughs> Right. That was no that that was just the year you were bad at games. <laughs> it was I remember an off that year. year. It was. It was a no bones year. <laughs> it was a no bones year. But yeah, to anybody who, who has played Xbox in any capacity online, check that website out. It's a really cool celebration and like we said, an, a very cool recap of, of your gaming history. It, it kind of reminds me of almost like people talk about the concept of when you die, right? And you know, on judgment mm. day and, and having to look on, on your past and your history and see your your highlights. It, yeah. it almost feels like that kind of highlight reel and like this this ominous eerie space you know with these like i said these tron like graphics and all these boards showing you know all these things and even some stats and i'm like yeah i'm not proud of that <laughs> <laughs> the number of rare achievements i've gone after like what was i thinking <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's 100 percented hello kitty island adventure and that was the first thing that popped up and you're like oh no why remind me <laughs> it was a 0.05 percent achievement bruto and gosh darn it i was going for it. I 100% and that's all that matters. Actually, before you visit that website, why don't you head on over to quitthebuild.com. It is your one-stop shop related not just to this podcast, but everything in the QTB network. If you go to quitthebuild.com slash network, you're going to see all of our amazing podcast partners. You're going to uh, see and even our in-house podcasts. We're talking about, uh, of course, the One Hour One Decision podcast. Tom and Chris putting on a great Game Pass-centric oh, yeah. podcast there. Enzo and Biggs with the amazing Double DQ podcast. I got to tell you, even if you're not into wrestling, these guys have some great banter. You can oh, yeah. tell they've been friends for a very long time. Just great content all around. You can listen to them and more of us because we know if you're already listening to us, then you want more of the, the Nick, Bruno, and where the heck is Brad trio of QTB? Well, you can listen to us on the Gotta Watch podcast. Christmas coming up and holiday hoopla. I tell you, you're going to love what we have in store. It's some of our favorite Christmas movies, and we're going to be getting into all the details and and fun stats behind them and even taking a crap on, on one movie because I just, I don't know, it didn't hold up well, did it, Nick? <laughs> Apparently Jingle All The Way just, just I don't know, man. I don't you know. got into a funk and uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be here. <laughs> 
They'll hear. <laughs> They'll hear. You'll hear. You'll hear the salt. Well, be sure to check out quitthebuild.com slash community where you can check out all of our social media uh, links. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And yes, we're even doing some awesome things on the Discord. So be sure to check that out. You can even find our squag there. That's squad swag. And we're going to be adding more stuff in the, in the coming years. Year, but we just really want to thank you guys so much for for helping build our community and build the podcast up to what it is what it has become. It is it is a listener like you that is really really launching us to to be able to provide more, and it's just it's it's really awesome. I've had a great time with this, and can't wait for more to come. Nick, what do you have for the people? All I gotta say is, it, wherever you're listening, make sure you also listen to us on Good Pods. Gotta oh give yeah, them a shout out, great app, great place to listen. And a, and a great community and a team leading it that is all about indie podcasts helping us get discovered and create engagement that no other platform is doing. It would mean so much to us if you haven't done already. If you make an account on there, it's free. It's a free app on both Android and iOS. Leave us some five-star ratings. You can yeah. do that on a per-episode basis, not just the whole podcast. Every episode you can rate, that helps us uh, get discovered and, and kind of moves us up the charts there as well. So again, if you uh, listen or maybe you have multiple platforms, make sure to include good pods because you you're really going to be surprised by just how robust that platform is and very much a friend of the show. Uh, so thanks so much. And Bruno, you can even go on there now. I have my own Good Pods list right there what? when you search for podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to the, uh, the, the team there for adding me. Yeah! We give our podcast picks. Like it shows my listen history. I have to be very careful about what podcasts I listen to now, Bruno. Man, I, I, I'll tell you what. Okay. 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 Well, <laughs> for, for Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What a do. Hands up. Do we kind of cool? Support for this podcast comes from viewers like you. Visit patreon.com slash quit the build to join the QTB crew today. Okay. Okay.